Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. I just got out the phone with a friend of mine. He's really upset. He said his uh, girlfriend's doing cardio. Wow. Why would uh, a girlfriend doing cardio be so upsetting? Apparently, cardio is the name of the personal trainer at a gym. <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Podcast, starring Dags and Johnny Rage. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast is a powerful American pop culture podcast. And as always, sitting across this powerful oaken desk is Johnny Rage. Welcome, Johnny Rage. I'm still chuckling over your uh, opening joke. Did you enjoy that? <laughs> doing cardio. Oh, man alive. Hold on a second. Just give give me some silence for a second here. I'm going to try to get this straight, too. The song of silence. Let's see. How do we do this? Double, Hello, Johnny Rage. Double, double, friend. toil in trouble. I want to turn yeah. you in double, 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 toil in trouble. Double trying, Dutch? No, I'm trying to cast a spell on the Temple of Wicca. Bear with me here. Double, double, tro- toil in trouble. What are you talking about? Well, you heard about uh, the Temple of Wicca. They're all casting spells on President Donald Trump, so I'm trying to create my own spell here what's going on well donald trump of course uh not real popular with the uh some sects of this world of ours and the uh temple of wicca or some uh witchcraft group has announced that they are at a particular time i think it was midnight last night and they're going to continue the witching hour is midnight right the witching hour so i was trying to actually do my own little anyway i, I didn't explain what is happening they are trying to cast a spell upon Donald Trump. And what I was doing when you were doing your opening, I was just trying to rehearse some of my, I've got some, some old lines. I was trying to throw a cast back upon them to, to block the, the. You were doing powerful anti-hexing, exactly. anti-powerful. Double, double toil in trouble. I turn you into a bat. You know that powerful round symbol on barns that we have on the barn? Yes, I do. That's yep. a powerful anti the talisman to protect you from evil. Now, what would you think? I mean, you're Donald Trump and you're, you're uh, hearing this because you know he hears everything. He watches all the newscasts that he says are fake. He's constantly monitoring. But he's, this group is telling you that they're going to try to cast a spell. Do you just blow that off and say, oh, that's, there's nothing to that? It reminds me of that um, uh, movie where the, the um, guy hit somebody in a vehicle and he killed the granddaughter. It was a Stephen King movie. Thinner. Thinner, yeah. And so he had a spell cast upon him. And he, uh, as the movie went on and on, got thinner and thinner and thinner. Do you wish that would happen to you? That I would get thinner? (laughs) (laughs) Thinner. Uh, No, but uh, I like the cardio. I'll go back to cardio. (laughs) Anyway, so Donald Trump, you're kind of like, there's nothing to that. Kind of like when you tell your kids, hey, there's a boogeyman underneath your bed. They're like, no, there's not, Dad. No, there's not. And then like, you close the door. Ah, Dad, Dad. It's like kind of Donald Trump. He's it's, kind like, of, it's like voodoo, too. Yeah, Voodoo's remember, another one. Is like, uh, not going to mess with it. Remember the episode of Gilligan's Island when they had the voodoo doll? They each had up on the clothesline. Each one of them looked exactly like the character, and they're putting pins. And and uh, that's kind of what I was, as soon as I heard about this ca- uh, the spell that they were going to try to cast upon Donald Trump, I immediately turned to uh, uh, Gilligan's Island. So we are a powerful American pop culture podcast. What is your favorite witch? When you when you think of all the comic books and movies and songs and just Americana or even worldwide, if, for that matter, what is what witch do you enjoy? Well, the first one that comes to mind is when I was reading about this on Facebook. They of course had the face of the witch from The Wizard of Oz. Probably when you're younger and you're Ute one of the scariest witches out there. She played the part perfectly. Um, it's, but when I, if you saw her picture, she's got the green skin 
what I would have liked them to do is darken her teeth. Her teeth are too white. And with the, the, with the contrasting colors of her green skin and white teeth, I mean, back then when you were a kid, you didn't look at it like that. But I've liked to have seen some tooth decay on that uh, witch. But definitely would be probably my top number one would be uh, the witch from The Wizard of Oz. How about you? you I enjoy a- witchy poo. Okay. From HR Puff and stuff. Oh, I fr- yeah. I, fr- I was thinking. I was, you've got that memory. I, I was thinking of her as I was talking about the Wizard of Oz witch also. And also I enjoy Bewitched. Oh, yeah. Everybody enjoy Bewitched or... Uh, there was always that comparison between Bewitched and I Dream a Genie. Which one? Two different things. Apples and oranges. We're talking about just for the eye. Which one? Bewitched? There was always the... Genie. Genie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, I say you like Witchy Poo. I like the witch from The Wizard of Oz. What Bewitched is cool. Bewitched? There's a, yeah, there's a lot of famous... There's Sabrina, the teenage witch. Wasn't a fan. Yeah. I'm just trying to, as you talk, I'm just trying to rack my brain here. I'm thinking I did like a, the mom. She was funny on Bewitched. Durwood. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, blonde, the redheaded gal who would always try to, she hated her husband. Yeah, and would always put him on some remote island all by himself. And she'd yell uh, the name of her wife. I enjoyed Dr. Bombay, too. Dr. Bombay. Calling Dr. Bombay. Boy, you did watch Bewitch. You're a fan, aren't you? That wasn't in the 80s. You know that. So that yeah. was pre-80s. Paul Lynn, remember? Absolutely. Yeah. I remember he said his feet were killing him and he had two guns or shooting them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's his com- brilliant comedy, isn't it? Bewitched. But here's the deal with Bewitched. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you, Dick Sargent or Dick York? To, to me, there's no contest. Who did you like better? It's very difficult. I, th- I think Sergeant came in afterward, correct? Correct. Yeah. Sometimes in those roles, it's very difficult. Kind of like um, Sheen, who left his character, and then they brought in Ashton Kutcher. That didn't work at all. Um, so when you look at Dick York and Sergeant, I, that did work. I didn't think it mattered who the person was. I did, it, to me, it didn't seem to miss a beat. Dick Sargent was a poor man's Dick York. Dick York was awesome. You like Dick York? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just the look in his face, the comic timing. Well, he had like a troubled past or he didn't lead a very good life. He had like back pain his entire he life. He got hurt. He got hurt and then he had degenerative problems. But when he was in his prime, he was hilarious. Really? Okay. I didn't see much difference between the two of them. I didn't think oh, it mattered. Oh, watch, watch it. Watch one uh, recently. We can pull it up and powerful uh youtubes and you'll see the difference on the, the comedy okay. i always you know when they did a uh bewitched movie they uh use what's his name and as uh darren and i always wanted to use i thought uh jim carrey would be perfect i mean jim carrey to me is dick york the same you know the goofy the facial express expressions of yeah, physical comedy that. yeah he would make a good uh i'm thinking of him too he hasn't done much lately has he Carrie. Well, he got into some problems too. I think legal problems. Okay. He had some stuff going on with uh, someone uh, committing suicide, I believe, and the legal ramifications of that. But Will Ferrell to me is funny, but it, no, he's not. He's not Dick Sargent. He's not Dick York. Oh, I, are you trying to say York is funnier than Will Ferrell? Not even close there. What are you talking about? I'm talking about redoing the movie. If you were to redo the movie, you wouldn't want Will Ferrell. No. No. No, he so, can't do it. Okay, so, but let me just pit one against the other. Okay, okay, Jim Carrey, but what about Will Ferrell versus Dick York in terms of overall comedian? Well, you can't compare the two because Will Ferrell cranked out a ton more movies, and he died young, so you don't know what his range could have been. Because all all you know to look at is the one TV show, and Will Ferrell has been in a million things. Yeah. Speaking of which, I just saw a movie advertised with Will Ferrell coming out again. Um and it's that memory thing that I, I forget what it, what the premise was. But uh, I love Will Ferrell in a lot of movies, but then he always has to crank out these movies. You know, the buddy movies, you know, with Mark Wahlberg or Ice Cube. and That was good, though. I did see the one with, our, with Mark Wahlberg. That was pretty good, where uh, he was supposed to be the father of some stepkids, and then Mark Wahlberg came back into the life, tried to take him back. That was enjoyable. Like Wedding Crashers, his, his cameo in there was great. Ma! Get us a pork chop. <laughs> meatloaf. <laughs> or was it meatloaf or pork chop? 
It was a meatloaf. You, you know that I, he was good in that one. I like that. But sometimes, you know, I I think a little times if, if you there's too much of someone if they crank out too many movies, there's got to be a little gap in between. Was Will Ferrell predicting the future about Trump and Chris Christie's meatloaf? I mean, we always say how stuff comes back. I mean, there it was right there. What are your thoughts? I mean, he nailed it. Meatloaf. Trump says, eat the meatloaf. Everybody should have the meatloaf. Salisbury steak. They said one of Trump's favorite foods is meatloaf. And that's why he was trying to get Chris Christie to taste it. I guess he eats meatloaf all the time. Is one of his number one. Well, that's what I was talking about, how 70s that is meatloaf. Meatloaf? I mean, of all all the different things you can eat, Mm -hmm. just to have meatloaf. Yeah. I don't know. So when you got the Hungry Man dinner, the the TV dinner, did you get Salisbury steak? Yeah, it was either the Salisbury steak or the one where they had the banquet chicken in it. Oh, banquet chicken. It was wonderful. Yeah, it was. Now, a lot of the young kids don't remember that you actually had to heat this up in the oven it had foil on it right it was a big deal because growing up you know you'd have some lame dinner and this was like a treat it had the little molten brownie in there you the had fake the, the fake potatoes that you know wonderful. your kids you love now we can't stand the them corn side of corn now how how savvy was your family when the microwave came out did your did your parents jump immediately in no we were always we were like the last yes. Mohicans. I mean, my mom always, well, what they say, she'd always say they. And I'm like, mom, who's they? They say people are standing next to those cooking their stomachs. So my mom would get on this stuff. So we took, it took us forever just to get a microwave oven. And then when we got it, we're like, wow, this is pretty cool. And even she enjoyed the fact that she can now do these thir- three-hour meals in 20 minutes. You know? you know how now they have that sous vide cooking where it kind of just warms it up in the water? Have you seen that? Where you can take a steak and it'll, you set it to whatever you want the internal temperature. Set it and forget it. Exactly. Ron Popeil, the most right. powerful. Pocket Popeil fisherman. Yes. So you, you set the temperature and it'll warm up the water and it'll achieve the perfect temperature of the steak. I'm not familiar with that. Is that like on some, as seen on TV, but we've never seen it on TV? No, it's a chef thing. Okay. And now it's actually going mainstream. Do we have to change that as seen on TV to as seen on Facebook? Because the stuff they're selling on Facebook has never actually made it to TV. It's always on Facebook. I mean, any of the stuff, do you ever see those ads as seen on TV? Have you ever seen them on TV? Yes. You have? Yes. I think we have to change it now. It's a whole new philosophy as seen on Facebook. No, but you got to remember, you're see you're trapped on Facebook. There's a million other things to look at, YouTube, Twitter. But it all goes through Facebook. No, it doesn't. Okay. I, don't, I don't understand that. Like, see, you you see some on Facebook that I saw two years ago on Twitter. I know, but here's the dealio. Every time you get an account for this, that, or the other thing, can we sync all your Facebook contacts? It's like they're always on the backs of Facebook. So that's what I'm telling you, okay? And I am, so it shall be written, so it shall be done. So anyway, going back to the sous vide cooking, the, the water temperature, do you remember back we, before there was microwaves, like if you had pasta, like ravioli, it would be at a boil in a bag. Yeah, like that, the ramen noodle type thing. Fantastic. No, yeah. ramen noodles, you bust them off and you throw them in the water. This was actually a sealed bag. You would have like your ravioli in a sealed bag and you would sum- submerge it in water, bring it up to temperature, boiling it. I'm trying to think of the, the turkey stuffing, stovetop stuffing. I mean, those things were popular back then because it was ease of cooking for our mothers who were out in the, they were working, but then they have to come home and put a meal together for seven of us. Remember stovetop stuffing? Yes. Yeah. rice but do, but do you know the what San ta- Francisco treat? It is. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's kind of funny is that bringing it back that now the hot thing is to boil the food. But back then we had to do it out of necessity because we didn't have microwave ovens. Right. And I'm just wondering though, if rice aroni is a San Francisco treat, if we eat it in Minnesota, are we sinning because we enjoyed it too? Rice aroni, the San Francisco treat. Well, it was the ultimate gift on a game show if you didn't win the game show. They got rice aroni. The consolation prize, don't you remember? <laughs> yeah. You and your family would enjoy 10 weeks of rice aroni. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Or it would be in that, that uh, behind door number three, and they'd always do that. Monty Hall. Monty Hall. Now, we have a great show today. We have, you saw the Lego movie. Mm-hmm. I did. Great movie. Now, before we get into the Lego movie... Let's talk about the fans, the flock of Amish. How are you doing out there? Thank you for listening. We appreciate you listening, telling your friends about this show. We'd like you to go on to iTunes and please subscribe on iTunes. Please leave a review. Five star is the best. 
Also, we are on Stitcher Radio. So if you have an iPhone, the best way is to listen to us is on iTunes. But if you have an Android device, any other device you're on the computer, go to Stitcher, Stitcher.com, Stitcher Radio app. You can download the episodes. You can listen offline. Also, they're a great way to leave a review. Also, we're on Instagram. Please follow us on Instagram. Johnny Rage, have you been following us on Instagram? We have powerful beer reviews lately by Pasty Adam. He's our powerful booze reporter. Also, Facebook page. Like us on Facebook. We've been getting tons of likes, and we appreciate that. And also, our website is three dubs, AmishBabyMachine.com. Speaking of Instagram, have, are you familiar with Finstas? You've probably heard that because you are, like, really cool. You hear about stuff so much earlier than I do. Finsta accounts. Are you familiar with that? Tell the kids. Finsta accounts is the latest craze, I guess, in Instagram. Of course, I heard about it on Facebook, so I'm three years behind. Correct, eggs. Finstagrams are young ladies, usually who use Instagram the most, I believe. They're creating these fake profiles, which is nothing new, but they're going uh, undercover rogue where they're actually, there's this craze to, to the small audience that follows you to, n- to not shed a good light upon yourself. If you're drunk or you're wasted, you take pictures of this and you put it on your Finsta account. And the reason they have these second accounts, it's kind of like they can lead a double life because their mom and dad, most parents are following kids' social media and they understand this. So they've created what they call Finsta accounts, which is just Instagram in disguise, and they're showing the dark side of their lives. And it's becoming huge out there to have a Finsta account. And you, you don't go public with it as broad as you would if you had an Instagram account. That's not the idea of it. But it's to show your dark, seedy side. What, what do you think about that? I think it's wonderful. You do? What, what is your dark side? What would you put on? Oh, you don't want to see me if in the morning I get up and there's no cap and crunch. That would be a terrible sight. <laughs> terrible. Um, I... I see you like in the fetal position, crying a lot in the shower. Naked, <laughs> if I don't get my cap naked and afraid. <laughs> oh, what a horrible move. Can you imagine doing it? Let's talk about that now. A stream of consciousness here. Naked and afraid. You go out there with some gal and you're supposed to live in the wilderness. What is it for like 30 days? And, and, and you don't have, you have no clothing. And they give you like a knife or something like that. And I've seen them bring helicopters in and have to pull some of these people out because they stepped on a thorn, which. Basically, you just put a Band-Aid on it, but because they're out in the no- middle of nowhere, it turns this massive infection. They're talking about having to cut the foot off. But I find it so odd. They've got the, the, this whole crew, and, and they're working on this guy, and then he's just laying there naked, like, and nobody's even paying attention. It's like, how uncomfortable would that be? You know. So, Do you watch a lot of those survival shows? Not a lot, but uh, I do like to uh, watch you know, once or twice just to get the flavor of it. Somebody will tell you, hey, you got to watch Naked and Afraid. I, I didn't follow it i didn't it didn't intrigue me whatsoever to me it looked like uh um something i'm completely i I like shows that i can connect with i i can't connect with that i would never be naked and afraid which how about naked podcasting if we did the amish baby machine now my wife would be naked and afraid if she if i took my clothes off and turned the light on she'd be i'd be naked she'd be afraid (laughs) because you would look like an orangutan it's not a orangutan it's a orangutan speaking of which more stream of conscious coming your way did you see the actual footage remember that one little boy he was three years old and he fell into the gorilla harambe yeah did you see that footage it was on facebook for the first time revealed they actually have this where the four-year-old boy fell into the, to the uh, moat, and then the gorilla grabbed him. And then they, eventually they had a sharpshooter brought in, and they wiped the gorilla out. I don't know if you actually saw the footage of this. Yeah, about three years ago I did. Okay, you did on Instagram, right? With the, okay. Um, but I was, it was pretty compelling. And there, there, the back then there was always the debate, should they have taken the gorilla out, or should they have tried to like grab a pillowcase over the gorilla's head. All right, grab the boy. <laughs> Could you imagine two guys going in there trying, hey, you who over here? But um, do you remember how they, you probably don't remember this because you didn't see it, but they just, he just dragged the yeah, little he boy. ragdolled him. I saw He it. ragdolled I him. I see everything. When did I you see everything. it? How recent did you like, see it? Whenever it came out. Was that two years ago, a year ago? Okay. Three years ago? Well, anyway, it was pretty. So you need to get off of Facebook. Why? I love because Facebook. Because you're so limited. It's like AOL, I told well, you. Well, eventually that. it got to me, okay? That's the good news. I told you that's AOL eventually you expand know. your horizons start looking at other things all right well i want to talk to you about what's also big on i mean larry zuckerberg whatever he wants you to see is what you're going to see hey what other social media is responsible for their own news 
fake news. What a great news organization. I, I've been watching that now religiously on, on uh, Facebook. I know. That's the problem. Everything's fake. And on top of that is fake. And this is really fake. And mm-hmm. I mean, it, someone like you is not going to be able to figure it out. But, the, you know, the average person needs to go in there and figure this out. Look at all the different sources and tell yourself. Well, speaking of fake, let's talk about uh, fake weather here in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. We were supposed to have this epic snowstorm just two days ago. They were saying as upwards as, as 20 inches of snow was coming our direction. They were hyping this thing for a week. How much snow did we end up getting? A dusting. We didn't even get a dusting. We got a dusting. Did you get a dusting here at the we, barn? Oh, we got a dusting. Okay. Well, with the Amish, a dusting would shut them down for months, you know. So no, we have powerful horses. Mules? Yes, okay. horses. Okay. But is it fake weather now? Now, what's it going to take for us to actually buy what they're telling us now? There'll be like a tornado coming. Yeah, whatever. We are. We lost us at the 20 inches. We're not buying it. And then three minutes later, the house is just reduced to, to rubble. But... Uh, did that in any way infuriate you with the, the newscast or the, the meteorologist telling us that 20 inches is coming and we got absolutely nothing? But they'll never, ever tell you that they were wrong. Well, if we look at the chart, 500 miles down south, there well, the, was... The problem is they use computer models now. They use algorithms. Mm-hmm. Instead of just looking, every storm, storms come west to east. It's the same thing every year. You have the jet stream pushing coal down, pulling it back up. I hope Victoria's Secret never used computer models. That would ruin everything, wouldn't it? AI. AI. Artificial intelligence. Oh, that was a joke. Laugh. <laughs> Insert I know, I laugh. Know. That's why I, w- I just. <laughs> I was upset. 20 inches is coming. I didn't want it. I'm glad we didn't get it. But the credibility with these weathermen is out the door. Well, the beauty is they get paid no matter what. Oh, I know it. It's, Isn't they, it wonderful? They should like get dock pay now. You guys were off by 20 inches. Your $150,000 salary, we're docking you for that. Hurricane tracks, it's all computer models. Well, we picked this model, and then we're going to show you this model. It may do this, and it may do that. Yeah. You know, it goes back to the butterfly in Tokyo, the chaos theory. Are you familiar with that? Do tell. The chaos theory is a there could be a butterfly flapping his wings in Tokyo. And that, you know... Uh, all in effect to yeah, everything. Yeah. 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 Now, so there's all these, uh, you know, variables and unvariables, X factors that happen, all these... I'm writing... Know, I'm all writing, these Simon Cowell's going on, X factors and I'm writing down. I'm writing down chaos factors so that in three years on Facebook, when they reveal it, I'll be able to read all about it. So anyway, I'm sorry I interrupted you. Mr. No, but you're right. I mean, the weathermen, they just go off of models... The problem is, like you're saying, tornadoes, they're so spontaneous. They can come out of a thunderstorm without any warning. Right. But snowstorm, it's it's wintertime. It's going to snow. Yeah. What are you going to do? And the other thing is people always act like, oh, the plows will stop working, you know. The streets get plowed. Everything is fine. Oh, I know. They've got this down. We got this down. What people don't realize here in Minnesota is the odds of us getting a, a 10-plus inch snowfall, not that great. We get about 10 snowfalls a year between two to four inches. But where you get a lot of snow, and people think we get a lot of snow, is you get a lot of dustings to one inch. You get about 20 of those. And people just throw it all into one lump and say, oh, we got hammered. We really don't get that much snow here in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. So You know, going back to you were talking about computer models and AI. Mm-hmm. I want AI. I want an, uh, a, a digital assistant for when I'm playing Battlefield. That would be cool. I suggest throwing a grenade, sir. <laughs> well, they do have the one. There's a sentry kit available. No, but I want I want the person there. I want it like a caddy, you know? Yeah. You know, the Tiger Woods and who's that, Rory? McElroy. McElroy. You know, yeah. they, have, they have their dude right there. That's a good point. But I want that when I'm playing Battlefield or Call of Duty. I want, I suggest a grenade, sir. But remember the time. And, here's okay, the thing. I'm sorry. I apologize. That's okay. Yeah. And then I always randomly have to put my gas mask on because mm-hmm. you push the wrong button. Right. <laughs> that happens all the time. And pretty soon. Yeah. I mean, in real life, you wouldn't accidentally grab something. You, if you wanted to throw a grenade, you would grab the grenade. It's just called so, panic. No, it's not panic. It's too many buttons. So I want a digital assistant to just, uh, sir, throw the grenade. About, Maybe he'd even do it for me. How too. about the time you and I were playing, though, and I was your assistant. I was by your side. You were up against, I'll never forget this. You were on your knee. <laughs> and I said, Mike, there's a sentry, a dude with a sentry kit coming your way. You no, you didn't say that. There's a dude coming around the corner. 
you're so, you're so I, simple. I give you like a 15 second. And you wonder why everyone hates you. <laughs> You're you're sim- you're a simple man. I gave you like 15 seconds to, and you're just you're just in the century, dude. Just nail. To be to be fair, yes. that night I had a tummy ache. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, I was your assistant at that point. Was my whole thing, but I haven't been on the battlefield in a while. I got to get back. I probably forgot all the momentum that I had. You know, my level 10. I don't your, know how I got your, that. Your two kills. Yeah. The ultimate unification of pop culture and comedy. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast. Right, let's go to the Lego. You saw the new, is it Lego or Legos? The Lego Batman movie. I believe it's a Danish company. A lot of people think it's American. It's not. Really? Yes. Lego's Danish? I believe so. I'll, I'll check. Was out. it created here in America and then bought by Dana? No, no. Just keep going. So are Danish pastries American companies? I don't know. Bismarck. Think about it. North Dakota. Okay. Um, I was pleasantly surprised, su- uh, pleasantly surprised with the Lego Batman movie. Uh, Will Arnett was the voice of Batman and just like most really good children's movies. If you can even call this one, a ch- I guess you would call it a kid's movie because it's animated. It's got Legos, but it always throws that adult sense of humor in there throughout the entire movie. And they did a really good job with that. Um, a couple of key parts to the movie. I love it when Batman, uh, enters his bat cave there's a secret path series in it also what's your password iron man sucks and that's kind of clever and or not clever but i thought that was kind of hilarious and then um there's a part where he needs something from superman so he goes to superman he's with rob and he says don't worry about it superman he lives by himself he's pretty much boring we'll get in and we'll get out he knocks on the door he interrupts his big 50th anniversary justice uh, league party that he wasn't invited to and he's like what the hell's going on here and uh but a lot of adult humor mixed in with kids stuff batman saves the world and every good comedy also has that part where there's a sadness to it and toward the end there's a touchy-feely part with he becomes family with his family members uh these newly adopted family member people and uh overall i would give it the buggy wheel scale five being the best i am gonna go with probably a four. Did you see the other Lego movie? What was it again? I think I did. How does that sound? And then you'll never be able to check because I'm fake news. I think I did. Did you see it? Yes. Refresh my memory. What was that about? It was about a construction worker. He was like, thought he was the special. He was the chosen one. And he had to fight an evil tyrant. You know, end of the world is evil guy played by Will Ferrell. And he wanted to like glue everything together, all the Legos. Okay. No, so it had a ton of pop culture references. Okay. I did not see that one. I mean, you would like it if you saw that. It's the same thing, you know. Did you find it humorous, the first one? Yeah, it's a little kiddish for me, though. I, 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 like, I like more adult stuff. Yeah, I, mean, I, think, I, 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 think, I, appreci- I appreciate the pop culture references, but. I think you would have enjoyed it. You would enjoy this one probably better because it had that adult humor. No, they both. I mean, it's about the the same thing. Yeah. The one you saw was just, you know, obviously more on Batman, but right. I kind of like to have a little more juice in my movies. The kids stuff I kind of OD on, like the the minions and cars and all that crap. You know. Yeah. Now, now, what was it rated that movie? Do you know? Gosh, I don't even look at that stuff. I'm assuming a G. No, I am assuming it's not a G, because everything now is PG or PG thirteen for kids, and that really pisses me off. They either should have adult movies or kids' movies. They have to have these hybrids because, you know, they have these millennial kids having kids, and they're, oh, I got got to watch it with them. So they got to have some jokes in there. Yeah, but I can't see this one being, I mean, parental guidance. You need, there's uh, certain criteria. If there's nudity, if there's swearing, um, if there's graphic scenes of violence, and ba- the Lego Batman movie had none of the above, so I would be really shocked if uh, that would come in as a as a PG. But I don't know. How, is there even such a thing as a G-rated movie? I mean, all those Disney Pixar's have to be G because families by the throngs go and see these movies, and it's not a PG thirteen. I guarantee you that it's PG. I just looked it up. Was it really? Yeah, everything's PG because of the you know, the stupid well, parents. You know, have to, uh, yeah. See, I enjoy. They should have a good G rated movie. There's no reason to have it PG or PG. Well, I wonder if the violence that did occur because there was a lot of battle and there was a lot of uh, 
monsters and stuff that uh, Batman had to fight. Maybe that's what made it. Uh, it could have made. Was there language in there? No, not at all. Not at all. No swearing. Um, the adult humor would have been missed by children. But there are some epic battle scenes where maybe younger kids of four and five could possibly be traumatized by that. A little scary. I can't see that, but maybe that's why it's a PG. I'll so. look into it. Okay. But that's my pet peeve is they should have kids shows that are rated G and then everything else. Now, do you think if it is rated a G, though, they want to attract people who don't have kids and are just kind of nerds? And if they saw this is a G movie, it's really not worth our time. Well, if it's about money, I don't care because it's either the children or not the children. Okay. I see what you're saying. You know, I mean, if you're some weirdo that wants to go see a kid's movie and you don't have kids, it's kind of like the people, the old joke that going to Disney the adults that go to Disney and have no kids. Mm-hmm. What are they called? Weirdos? Jim Gaffigan? Yeah. By the way, he's coming to our Minnesota State Fair. Mr. Gaffigan, I, I'd like to... Uh, this is a worldwide podcast. He's coming everywhere. He is coming everywhere, yeah. but he's coming locally here to the Minnesota State Fair. But getting back to the movie, let's talk about the experience. Are you a fan of the big reclining seats that they use now? To draw people into the to the theaters, yes and no. I do. It, I need a perfect view of the screen. So, so where, where's your go to when you're when you're in a movie? I mean, you don't want to be too close. You don't want to be too far away. You want to be in the middle. In the middle. That's you want to be halfway up, maybe a little higher up than halfway up. Now, if you go with three guys, would you sit three guys together? Or would you leave a seat in between? How do you roll? Well, with it's that? just like the you know the, in the urinal, you need that space in between. Okay, so you do roll with a spot in between. Okay, but I'm powerful. I sometimes you know they I naturally have a aura, so a lot of people want to sit close to me. Mm-hmm. So I don't you know. Okay, they can do that. They can enjoy my company because I have powerful commentary too. A lot of people look forward to my powerful commentary. Also, oh, during a movie, you'll actually. I'm, I, yes, I may just. Oh, have that'd to... be annoying. I'd slap no, you upside No, no, you head. wouldn't. Yes, you would I enjoy would. it. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think I would. Yes. But... I'll never forget there was a story where there was this one guy who was explaining the movie. I wasn't at the movie theater, but there's two guys at a movie theater, and the one guy is explaining it, the entire movie, to the guy that's sitting. It was obviously his friend, and he's sitting to his left. And finally, the people behind them are like, dude, shut your pie hole, man. We want to watch this, and you're extremely bothersome. And the guy turned around and said, thanks, buddy. My friend is blind. He can't see this. So I'm just trying to walk him through the movie. You know, so what would your thoughts be in a situation like that? How would you respond to that? Did the dog bite him or not? The dog bite him. Oh, the, the blind dog? I don't think the blind dog. I'm sure the dog had vision. He wasn't but, blind. I mean, even though you're blind, does that give you the right to have somebody? There's your assistant that you wanted for Battlefield. Don't you think you should probably rent that? Because you know a movie theater isn't really meant for, I don't want to seem callous and cold, but is that the proper time to be taking somebody blind to a movie? Give me your worldly opinion on that, Dags. It depends how loud he was. Well, I'm sure. I mean, a lot of times when I'm watching a movie, I always want to know, who's that dude? Where is he from? Who's that, where is that dude from? So you're talking out loud a lot of times, kind of like Tourette's or what? No, I don't have Tourette's syndrome. <laughs> Are you sure? No, I have Tourette. <laughs> I have Tourette's episodes. Cock! <laughs> now listen, sometimes... You just, I, I need to know who's that dude, what's going on, but I usually don't talk loud. But if I do make a comment, it's hilarious and everyone will laugh. I'm sure it is. But it's brilliant. powerful. Powerful. Powerful analysis. Now, you powerful should do, what, remember those two guys from, uh, uh, they would sit and watch some old science fiction, fiction movie? Yeah, Mystery of Science Theater. Thank you. I knew you knew the name of it. I always bring up the ideas, but you can close it because you know who it is. But the two of them are sitting there and they're doing exactly what you're talking about, but they're not sitting in a, in a, in a movie house full of... 500 other people you know they have their robots that was awesome you know what's cool about you is you don't know anything you don't remember everything your brain is just like washed every time it is so every movie you see must be fantastic because it's just like for the first time well usually it is for the first time what do you you mean mean? no i mean every character every reference every actor you've never seen him before you don't know what their name is yeah it is fantastic yeah it is it is it's wonderful um but that, the more movies you see, though, you start piecing those people together. Yes. And going back to your the recliner, which one I enjoy. So I want to be in the middle of the movie theater, maybe a little higher, middle straight shot. The entire screen should be framed up. Your eyes shouldn't have to move at all. That's why it's horrible when you're forced to sit in the front seat because then your neck is all yeah. cricked and you got to look up. You need to just experience it all 
And that's the best way to see a movie because that's what pisses me off. You know, you actually go to the movie theater and I'm impressed. But there's those people that are so lazy, you know, that they, they have to, oh, I'm not going to spend, t-. you know, you, you spend all this money on other crap. Movies were designed to be seen on the big screen with the big audio. I mean, even if you have a 70-inch TV, you're not going to compare to this giant uh, ultra screen with this powerful sound system. Well, I mean, when you go to a movie, when you watch something on Netflix or on your television, it is just watching a show. When you go to a movie, it's an experience. Correct. You get your, the smell of popcorn permeates the place. So you have to get your popcorn. You get your, your drink of choice. Yes. The previews. Yeah, I love the, the previews. Yeah, the previews, you have to see what's coming. Yeah. And then you, you know? see the nerds, the look of joy on their face mm-hmm. when they have some Star Wars teaser coming up. Exactly. But I'm not usually looking at anybody else. But yeah, you know. It's... No, when you look around, you see what's going on. Experience life. Okay. Get off of Facebook. I, <laughs> it does tell you to turn off all electronics but, when you're at a movie but theater. But that's what's cool about movie theaters, too, is you turn off the electronics so you're not distracted. You know, you're not picking up your phone every five seconds. You, you see the movie the way it is and the way that, you know, great movie directors set it up. And I way, way prefer seeing it in a movie theater than on TV. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, there's, no, there's something definitely better about it with the surround sound and and the experience, we just discussed all those things. And especially the movie that I'm really looking forward to, we've, we've talked about it, is Kong. And you just know when he first comes out, it's going to be this booming, it'll, your seat will rumble and he'll be walking. Gong, And um, it's coming out March 10th. I will be there for that experience. Um, other than that, there's not really a lot of good movies out right now. I, uh, uh, well, coming up, there'll be the, the blockbusters. Well, I'm, I'm surprised they released that. So early in the year. Does that matter anymore, do you think? I yes. Mean, I mean, Star Wars wasn't even... Yes, it ro- matters because of weather and people get out. They're not going to get out in a snowstorm even though we didn't have one. Yeah, but I disagree. You're you're more bound to stay, to watch a movie. The amount of movies I watch in the summer when I go to a movie theater drops dramatically. I don't want to be inside. The wintertime, it's cold. What else is there to do? Even Star Wars Rogue One, that was released Christmas time. Yeah, Christmas is different. Everyone's home. For the holidays. Yeah. Everyone's home for the holidays. That's different. Everyone's excited. You know, they're out shopping. Christmas holidays, you know, what's going on? Not much going on. Let's go see a movie. Thanksgiving Day, let's go see a movie. Summertime, you know, the build up, May and June, that's when the big block blockbusters come out. Yeah. It does matter. Okay. So movies do matter in the summertime. And size matters like King Kong, the big movies right. matter. Now, speaking of movies, I did a couple of powerful Twitter okay. polls. Do tell. So I want you guys to follow us. You should follow us at Twitter. And our Twitter handle is at Amish B Machine. Amish, the letter B, one word, at Amish B Machine. That is where you can see the powerful thoughts that I have that constantly are being tweeted out. Enjoy I thought us. we could just listen to you at the movie theater to hear all your powerful thoughts. Yes, I should be everywhere. I you should to, be. I need to have like a podium where it's just like, 50 feet up, and I just kind of give advice. I agree. I want to give advices. So we did two powerful Twitter polls. We did what is the best Rocky, or I'm sorry, what is the best Stallone movie ever, and what is the best Arnold movie ever? Now, I'm going to throw it to you. Let's do Rocky first, and then we can go over the results. But what is your, and because Rocky and Arnold cranked out so many movies, I, I had to narrow it down for the polls. So I had the Rocky franchise, the Rambo franchise, and what was the other one? Um, the Expendables. And then with Arnold, I had Terminator, Predator, and Commando. So do talk, we'll do Rocky first. Out of Stallone movies, out of those three, Rocky. I understand what yep, you're asking. Rambo and... Yeah. To me, it's very simple. The movie that put him on the map is Rocky One. And Rocky One is by far my favorite. And I think the history of the records of wherever they keep track will also indicate, too. And it won the most awards of any of his movies as well. Soundtrack uh, and everything else I can't remember because I don't remember anything, as you so eloquently said. But um, I'm sure Best Picture. Best Picture. But Rocky One, very simple, very easy for me to say. I mean, the rest, every other movie after that has paled in comparison. Um, 
going now am I stepping now onto are you gonna you should talk about your man no I mean we'll we'll talk about Rocky okay. Rocky one was like an actual to me was a film mm-hmm. and the rest of them got campy and cartoonish and yes. I enjoyed that too mm-hmm. I enjoyed the 80s music like Rocky three for example Clubber Lang Mr. Mm-hmm. T fantastic yeah yep. I mean I actually remember Mr. T being on a bouncer competition on TV. Was he really? It was on like, remember Wide World of Sports? Oh, yeah. They had to like jump over the bar, bust through a door, and they threw like a dwarf. And now, <laughs> I'm not kidding you. And now it's offensive. You can't do dwarf tossing anymore. <laughs> they ruin everything. But he was on there. And if I remember right, Sylvester Stallone saw him on there. Oh, really? And he was his character, Mr. T. That's, yeah. It's not a character. That's really what he's like. I'm going to interrupt you real quickly because on Facebook, which you don't like and I do, there was a rerun of, do you remember The Contender done by Sylvester Stallone? They had, I watched an episode of The Contender. I even forgot about that. I used to watch that all the time. The Contender was also good. However, when it's not a movie that was on NBC there for a couple of months or a couple of years. So anyway, get back. We're talking Rocky 1. I thought we're- Rocky 3. Well, so I'm at Rocky 3. Okay, Rocky 3. Mr. T, incredible. Mm-hmm. He doesn't hate the man. He pities him. He pities the fool. <laughs> he pities the yeah, fool. Yeah, so he's not bad. <laughs> hey, woman. Let's go to my farmhouse. <laughs> oh, don't you any time. I got a shot at the table. I mean, that was scary. I mean, Rocky, you know, he's used to winning. I feel like a bum for even saying this. Yeah, you know, and then the machine. I mean, he's frightening. And then Rocky, of course, Rocky Four, maybe the best ever. No. Even Drago. I must break you. He is like your papa. He eats his spinach. Yeah. Whatever he eats, he destroys. <laughs> oh my God, was that the best? Because they, the, the the music, there's no easy way out. There's no easy there's way no out. There's no shortcut home. <laughs> I mean, he's no. driving it. And, and, and Apollo Creed dies. Yeah. yeah, I know. He dies for God's sakes. Yes, he does. I mean, does. he's just, he's dead and he just falls over like a timber, like a tree. Yeah. Throw in the damn towel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my God, that was. Yeah. I'm still. I tear up just thinking about that. And he's driving in that that sweet car, and then the he sees in the, the visions of even Drago and just dying. And where's the one where he actually throws his helmet at the statue of himself? Remember, he gets out with his Harley Davidson, and he he takes off his helmet. And he looks at it for a while. It's nighttime. Nobody's around. All of a sudden, he just gets pissed and just throws his motorcycle helmet at the... Oh, yeah, I know. But they all blur together. That's my problem, I know. That's a, I can't remember which one that is. But Rocky IV is fantastic. I mean, they you know, they had the, the back and forth of him training old school, and he had to go up in Siberia. and ugh. Of all the Rocky movies, that would by far be my worst, worst one. Oh, my I don't God. like no, that No, Rocky II was the worst. No, it Rocky seemed, Rocky was four, lame. Rocky IV just seemed like they tried to create something that wasn't there. And it was, that was so... Living he, in America? I mean, was that the best ever, that song? That was good. Oh, my God. And that whole scene, and they're dancing, and it's just America? Yeah, I would oh say... Oh, my to God. Me, yeah, I didn't like Rocky IV as much. If I if They have them all the time on television, a marathon. When By the time you get to Rocky IV, I'm just like, no, I've had enough. This is just too campy. No, I, I, I love the campy ones. I mean, I appreciate Rocky One as a film. It was actually a very good film. But as far as movies, Rocky Three, Rocky Four, yeah, and Tommy Gunn, you know, Rocky Five, mm-hmm. terrible actor. Oh, come Tommy on. Gunn was bad. But he had some potential there, though. I don't think so. No, we had. He was a cool character. He had potentially the powerful trapezius and powerful deltoids. Yeah. So I enjoyed that one, and then we go to Ramble, First Blood. Mm-hmm. Fantastic movie. Yeah. Done. I mean, just a great. I mean, going from that Rocky character to this. You know, this Vietnam vet that's just, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder. And they, you know, he's just trying to get home. And that's a powerful theme, you know. He's trying to find his friend and just trying to get home and leave, you know, leave me alone. And he gets harassed by the sheriff. Mm-hmm. We don't want your can around here. Yeah, and then they they open up, you know, they release the Kraken. And, I mean, that is a great film. Yeah. You know, one of the, the because I've brought this up before. I'm revealing a secret side of myself. I'm extremely claustrophobic. The scene when he's in that cave and he's trying to get out. Now, how would you just envision yourself in that cave like he is? And he's got, he uses his, uh, he creates his own torch and 
He, the rats are all over him. They remember that when he's walking through the water and everything else. But he has no way. There's no way out. We could have used that song. There's no easy way out from the original Rocky or Rocky Four. But how would you respond to that situation that Rambo was in? I know that wasn't real life, but. It, that scene doesn't really stick out to me. Doesn't it? Okay. No, I mean, I would deal with it. I mean, I'm not a big fan of uh, tight spaces either getting trapped in there and rats. Not mm-hmm. a fan of the rats. Right. Yeah. But I think about like when he's falling down the, the pine tree and he gets all cut up and he has to stitch himself. And yeah. Great how, scenes in that movie. Yeah. How, how how fake is that though? The guy falls 100 feet and he just gets it's, up. What him. do you mean it's not fake? It's real life. Yeah, I guess First it is. First blood. Yeah. Rambo. Yeah, that would rank up there as one of my a good movies. The cinematography's great in there. I yeah. mean, the scenery is fantastic. You had the, you know, you have the the, the sheriff that's a dick, and mm-hmm. it's yeah, I love that movie. And then uh, the Expendables, that was the third one. It was great because you you just remember back to the '80s, and I I wonder about people that see that and and don't get the whole or they they get it, but they don't didn't see all those original movies. So I wonder how it plays back. See, I never saw the Expendables. Never. God, you're an idiot. Yeah. Once again, you wonder why people hate you. Watch The Expendables. <laughs> Watch The Expendables. Oh, my God. It's wonderful. All the different characters in there. I'm too busy watching Luke Cage. No, you got uh, Ivan Drago's in there. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love him. Mm-hmm. He's freaking fantastic in there. Jet Li. You have all the different uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme is in there as a bad guy in one of The Expendables. You have Arnold. You have... List goes on and on. There's another movie. Chuck Norris. There's another movie too of Sylvester Stallone. I've always wanted to see where he actually, um, supposedly can build these impenetrable or uh, prisons, and he builds one out on an oil rig or something like that. And but he actually goes in there and then he keep them there with Arnold. Yeah, that's a yeah great with movie. Arnold. Did you see that one? I did. That's okay, good. was that good? Yeah, it, it looked was like good. it was pretty good. Do you remember the name of that? It eludes me. I will uh, remember it in a second. Let me look it up. My okay, no, that's said, fine. Yeah. But I. That, yeah, I do have to get back. I, I should watch Expendables being a huge Sylvester Stallone fan. No, you got to see it. And it's it's the character. You know, it's it, it's campy, and that's the whole point of it. Mm-hmm. It's a fun movie. You got to see it. Okay. That'll be my homework for next week. So we'll go to the scores here. Who who won out of this? The Rocky, uh, Expendables, or Rambo? If well, I'm going to guess Rocky. Yep. The, yeah. So we went Rocky 65% out of the... billion uh, votes we had. Mm -hmm. 30% Rambo, 5% Expendables. Yeah, that makes sense. I can understand that thought process. Okay, let's get into Arnold Schwarzenegger. So the movies for Arnold Schwarzenegger, The Terminator, Predator, and Commando. Three movies. Mm -hmm. Terminator, Predator, Commando. True lies, we can't throw that one in that one. Well, The the problem was with Arnold, he had so many cool movies. Stallone made... You know, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, one mm-hmm. of the greatest movies ever by Stallone. Um, for me, it's real easy for uh, Predator and True Lies, two of my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Probably. Did you listen to what I was saying? Pre- True Lies is not in there. I understand so that, well, but I'm, I'm adding it. I can well, do that. I'm no, powerful. No, I yeah. can d- this will all be deleted. <laughs> I edit all this. Terminator, Predator, Commando. Predator, no doubt. Very good movie, you know. I'd have to say Predator. Did you like Terminator? No. You really didn't? Why didn't you like Terminator? Oh, the first and one. Terminator it, 2 and Terminator 2. Yeah. You know, I didn't connect with it. It was the premise. He comes back and he was, the first one, he was evil, of which crowd, the crowd did not like him, so they softened him up when he came back. Did you, did you realize that fact? People didn't like Arnold Schwarzenegger as a... Um, did you know O.J. Simpson was supposed to be the Terminator? Was he really? Yeah. It's so funny if you look back at all those people that were supposed to be in roles or were given the chance to do a role and they turned it down. That's interesting. I did not know that. That 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 would have been a bad choice, I think. I don't think we'd even be talking about it today if O.J. Simpson was in that. Arnold just nailed the character. I just didn't like the movie, you know. Um, no, I didn't care for that. I, Predator was cool. I like. I, oh, I connected I, with Predator. I, I love Terminator. Well, you love Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, no I don't love Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, what There's, about all those posters you have I, of him? <laughs> th- those are photographs. <laughs> now, yeah. You know, like when he did the comedies, I didn't like those. Yeah. But when he stuck to like, like Terminator was a great one. I mean, it, it was, you know, give me the clothes. He's walking down the street naked and uh, 
Chet from Weird Science. And he like check out this guy, and he just punches right through his chest. <laughs> yeah, and he just and the special effects were fantastic. I mean, Terminator Two with the liquid metal. Yeah, with the cop. Remember? Yep. I mean, that was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely the special effects were would rank up there. I uh, mean, and you have the character; he's unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Fantastic movie. Dun, 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 dun. The music was fantastic. You need to rewatch those. Well, I, may have I think to. that's the problem is, you know, you saw them originally in the 80s and your brain is shot. Right. That's aspartame. Uh, we can blame on that one. So. so Predator may be one of the best movies ever because the beauty of Predator is it starts out as a, you know, like an 80s war movie. And then it changes into sci-fi horror. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome and and the characters you know you know i love the ensemble cast i mean you have right there there he is right there if you look jesse ventura jesse the body ventura blaine you know i ain't got time to bleed the lines Mm -hmm. i mean the lines that people still quote today you had i mean arnold dutch when he when he first meets remember when he first meets apollo creed Mm -hmm. dylan what's (laughs) the matter cia have you pushing too many pencils i mean that arm wrestle the handshake into the arm wrestle yeah that's what Donald Trump, President Trump, should do. You know how he does that handshake where he pulls a person forward? He should recreate the the epic Dylan Dutch handshake. Him and Putin going at it, you know? Oh, yeah, Predator is fantastic. And the special effects, mm-hmm. you know, when he was, you had that invisible camouflage, but you could still see him. Mm-hmm. And then they had the, you know, the, the heat, uh, infrared vision. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's what, the best movie. But the the problem with Predator, however, I did enjoy it, did you really say the problem with Predator? Yeah, the problem. Or I'll let you continue. Okay. Is there are inconsistencies. We've talked about where whenever you watch a Godzilla movie, especially the older ones, his size and his scale always continually changes. That's what happens in Predator. When they initially meet the creature to begin with, they can't see him because of the fact he looks like a puddle kind of or, or however you would describe that where he's there but you but he jumps from tree to tree and he's somewhat invisible but yet you can kind of see his imagery a little bit yeah his armor reflects what's around him right but as the movie goes on he loses that ability and arnold is more one if the guy if if that predator wanted to he could have whipped Arnold Schwarzenegger all day long. But as the movie goes on, he loses that camouflage appeal. So Arnold is, is able at the end, obviously, to take him out. So well, he wanted to challenge him. He, he considered Arnold, you know, worthy to battle him, mano a mano, you know, man versus man. That's why, you know, he took off his That was stuff. the freakiest. When he... And his, his, you know, he got injured, too. And his armor got wet, so it shorted out. That's what was happening. I mean, he got hit. Remember, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Yeah. He had that cool antifreeze blood that was all yep. over the leaves. Yep. But how about that one moment that sticks out in my memory of that movie where he actually is on the ground, just got the shit kicked out of him, and the monster takes his helmet off, and all of a sudden that creature just comes, uh, you know, it's just, oh, my goodness. <laughs> he roars. You are one ugly. <laughs> you are one ugly motherfucker. Yeah, I didn't want to use that word. Oh, but, I'm yeah. going to use it. Yeah. Just the best. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Probably, could you imagine? I always, when I watch movies, though, I was explaining that Rocky movie, or excuse me, Rambo, when he was in the caves. I always try to put myself in those people's position, just like when I was talking about the Titanic. You knew that it was a true story. I'm on the deck with these people when I'm at the movie theater. I'm with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger alongside that river there when that monster. And if a movie can do that, then I relate it to it. And it's a big score in my book. Terminator didn't do that. I couldn't place myself into that movie like I like to do. I like to put myself in the movie as if I'm there with them. You know, it's funny about Stallone and Rock, uh, Stallone and Arnold. You know, they've been back and forth. They were battling biggest stars in action movies back then. What's funny is the the mud the mud camouflage in Predator. Mm-hmm. Remember when he accidentally got mud all over him? Mm-hmm. The Predator couldn't see him. Right. Uses thermal imaging. Mm-hmm. He did that. Rambo did that before. Yeah, up against a tree. Yes, he yeah. covered himself in mud. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Yep. yep. So who stole it from who? What was first? Arnold stole it from. Arnold did? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and then he falls into the water because of a big explosion, and that's when the Predator sees him. But, and, and it's cool because they... I like how they went primal that he threw away the modern weapons and just went, you know, with the big trees. spears and yeah. 
It yeah. was fantastic. Love that movie. And then the last one, obviously, is Commando. Mm-hmm. Commando, I think, is still to this day has one of the highest death tolls in any movie. Really? Yeah, you don't realize how many people he killed. You know, it was Ray Don Chong was in there. You remember Commando, correct? Uh, you know, I do, but it was so long ago. See, you need to, the problem with you is you need to re-see all these movies. Yeah. And maybe we'll just do that. We'll refresh in your um, scar-tissued brain. But, but, command- they all, but, but you talk about one movie sliding into another movie. All those action. You had Chuck Norris back then, Arnold Schwarzenegger. All, Claude diff- Van Damme. all different things. They, but they all, it was all the same no, thing. No, it wasn't. They're all, so it's all really diff- difficult. That'd to- just be the same like St. Stallone. Stallone, all those Rocky movies. Are Watch the same. it. Don't exactly. go there. Exactly. Watch it, pal. Exactly. Okay. So Commando was fantastic. Had the best lines. He had Ray Don Chong. He had Sully, you funny guy. I, you know, I, I kill you last. I enjoyed Commando so much. I'm Commando right now. Exactly. Okay? <laughs> yes. Thank God of this powerful oaken desk protects me. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes. But Commando was, like I said, to this day has one of the highest death counts in any movie. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Stick around. And they had the the cool uh, Australian guy was the the villain. And what's funny about him is he was the same guy that was in the Road Warrior, the the painted up like wild dude. And it's so funny to see the two. A lot of people I show them, I go, that guy's that guy, and they're like, what? I did that on Instagram. I showed a side by side of those two characters. So out of that, uh, Terminator, Predator, and Commando, you're going with Predator. Predator would be my pick. Yep. Okay, and we're going to go to the results on our powerful Twitter poll, at Amish B Machine. Please follow us there. Out of those, who do you think won? I'm going to say Predator, easily, hands down. Terminator. Oh, 65%. Terminator. Really? Wow. 23% Predator, 12% Commando. Interesting. I wasn't expecting that. I guess because I like Predator so much, I just assumed everybody did. Yeah, I love Predator, too. Yeah. Terminator was good, but I didn't think the storyline was as good as Predator. Predator was kind of a new thought process, new 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 storyline in terms of uh, what Terminator was. And so. Shane Black, who actually wrote it and actually stars in there too, he's gonna. There's Predator, a new Predator is coming out. No, well, they already had a Predator too. It didn't work. No, I know. I said there's gonna be a new one coming out. Is it with Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, I hope not. Why? It's too old. I is mean, he- well, yeah, of course. He could be, I hope it'd be cool if he's in there somehow, you know. It's like Just a little cameo? Yeah. Or even use him more, but I mean, I want to use like John Cena. Are you familiar with him, the wrestler? I think he'd be cool. You need a like a big beefy dude. Yeah, he's coming up in a movie called The Wall pretty soon here, isn't he? That looks really good as well. We need, I think John Cena would do well in The Predator. Now see, that's a movie where it's been done, it's been done very well. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger's movie and if i saw now when you say is it going to be a remake or is it going to be a sequel i i think it's going to be a remake mm, yeah. i don't think it's going to be a reboot but don't quote me on that i okay i was just flipping through there okay because there's always that reimagine reboot yeah redo re it's going to be there's going to be a new predator okay movie. all right because they did predator 2 which i think failed miserably um but they can try it, I guess. But uh, I, I prefer Schwarzenegger myself. No, I mean, he's the best. But I think if, you know, it's the original guy writing it. If he can get together, if you listen to the background, you can hear the powerful Amish Wolfhound. I hear that. He's uh, like the I, big. There, there may be someone. That's like of, Spike. Speaking of Predator, I have a perimeter set up. I know. So if those flares start shooting off. Well, we, you have like Spike from, we gotta the, go. from uh, the Monsters who lives underneath your steps. <laughs> down, 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 down. Da, da, da. Okay, so anyway, that was uh, not what I was expecting with your Twitter or, or your poll. Yep, the Twitter poll. The Twitter poll. And that's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. We ask the people. We love the people. We love the flock of Amish. We love everyone that listens to this show. Thank you very much. We appreciate the support. Please follow us on Twitter and all the different um, social media platforms at Amish Bee Machine, Amish Baby Machine, pretty much everywhere else. And until next time. And if they don't, we'll try to cast a spell upon them. No. No. Only a spell of love. Spell of love. We love them. Did you have a good time, Johnny Rage? Oh, I had a phenomenal time. God bless you. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Amish Baby Machine Podcast. 
The Amish Baby Machine podcast is available on iTunes and on the Stitcher radio app, available for iPhone, iPad, Android, and Kindle Fire. Please follow us on Twitter at Amish B Machine and visit our webpage, www.amishbabymachine.com. Thank you for listening. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production, all rights reserved.